We asked David to be on the call today. Uh, uh, David, as, as you've heard on other previous calls, started off like everybody else did. Can I do this? Will this work? You know, the, the, all the same things. <clears throat> but as time has gone on, he's developed a skill set to um, just be perseverant and to be successful. And I think his attitude has carried him a long way. And he was actually uh, mentioned on the call on Monday on a text that he had sent to uh, Bill Martin concerning what he was going through and what just what this is all about. So we asked him to be on this morning. David, would you share with us a little bit about your mindset on the situation you're in? Because you're doing appointments um, a number of ways. If you would just share that with us, we would appreciate it. Well, good morning. Um, happy Tuesday, everybody. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, this whole thing has been in quite an adventure. And I, I think, you know, out here in Washington State, we're, we're – uh, how do we say this? Um, I think because we were one of the first states to clamp down and do one of the lockdown routines, we're, we're kind of two to three weeks ahead where a lot of other people in the country are just now experiencing. When the governor first says, hey, we're shutting everything down, there's a, there's a bit of a panic. And I noticed everybody's response in that first week or two after this started was much more run for the hills, the sky is falling, uh, huge runs on the grocery store. I mean, it was like Thanksgiving Eve at the grocery store. Uh, long lines of gas. You know, it was just crazy. And now you can go to you can go to Costco at one in the afternoon, and it's it's there's maybe 50 people in the building. Um, grocery store is the same way. Everybody's settled into uh, this routine, and then now that we're two to three weeks away from the first lockdown order. Um, people are now starting to get a little impatient. Like, I'm tired of being home alone. I, I, I need life to be back to normal. Um, and so what I found on the phone the first you know, week or so was was a lot more difficult, I think, with some of the people around the country have talked about on the national call, of getting people to you know, agree to face-to-face. -face. Now I, I'm, I'm suddenly noticing everybody and their mother wants me to come over. Um, on Saturday, I mean, usually when I dial, and, and I've, I've charted my, uh, my dials for the last two years, I've used that same chart that I made that I've put on GroupMe a few times where I, 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 I dial in, in uh, 50 dial segments. Um, generally speaking, if I sit down on a Saturday and I dial 50 dials on A leads from my standing lead order, and I have a 20 standing lead order, A lead order each week, if I sit down and make 50 dials, I know without a doubt I'm going to walk out of there with uh, anywhere from 8 to 10 appointments. Uh, two hours on the phone, 8 to 10 appointments, without fail, without fail. Um, it doesn't matter time of day, you know, on Saturday. It doesn't matter what I tell people. I, I just know it's going to be two hours on the phone, eight, 8 to 10 appointments. And that has been true as long as I can remember. This last Saturday was an absolute aberration. Um, I started dialing and it was yes, 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 yes. And, um, and I looked down and suddenly I had been sitting there for three and a half hours. I had made 75 dials uh, and had booked 19 appointments, slammed my, my calendar all the way through the end of the week. And I started saying to myself, well, what in the world is the difference? And part of it was I was a little frustrated with my performance last week. I think I had kind of, 
settled into, well, I'll just take what I get. I'll just take what they give me. And I, I was a little afraid even to call a lot of my leads, I'll be honest. Um, I didn't sit down and, and spend a lot of time dialing the leads like I used to, I usually do. Um, and I paid the price. I had $3,000 in APV. Now, I still made $2,000 for the week, which is funny to call that a failure. But I was frustrated with myself. And so uh, to sit down then and, and, and to make the number of dials and to walk out with 19 appointments, part of the the, the the reason for that was because I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to be much more assertive when it comes to telling people, here's how we're going to deal with what's going on versus how do you want to deal with what's going on? Um, instead of asking somebody, for instance, you know, I, I set up my system where I had the ability to do teleconference if I needed. And I had noticed in the previous week when I asked people, well, do you have a laptop with a webcam? And across the board, they said no. Well, that was the wrong question to ask. I never even should have brought that up with them at all. What I should have just said was, uh, not a problem. If you don't want anybody to come inside, that's fine. Uh, what, what I'll do is I will call you from the driveway, um, and we don't even have to come inside. And that's all I needed to tell them. And then once I get to the house, get them on the phone. Uh, now, before we get started, can you give me your email address? I'm going to send you a link to look at. Because the reality is, if I'm going to do a teleconference from the driveway, how many people am I calling that have watched a YouTube video on their computer in the last six hours? Every single one of them. And if they've watched a YouTube video, they for certainly can open a GoToMeeting link or a Start Meeting link or a Zoom link. You know, that's not a problem. And so even if I don't have the return camera to qualify a client on, do you have a webcam, do you have a laptop, especially the older crowd. Now I'm scaring them because I'm telling them, oh, we've got some technical things to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish versus just saying, I'll be there at four and then being a professional and saying, okay, here's the next step. Then here's the next step. And doing it in real time instead of asking permission from the client, is it okay if we webinar? Um, and so as I did that, just being much more assertive in my, in my dialing on Saturday, um, not a problem. You want somebody to come over? That's fine. I will call you from the driveway, and we'll get you taken care of. Um, and and then I would follow it up with this urgency. One of the things that I said was, "Here's the challenge we have. I get assigned about 20 families a week to take care of. In the middle of this, one of our main carriers, just a couple of days ago, uh, initiated some restrictions on." people that have been exposed to coronavirus. Now, the other carriers have not followed suit on that yet. However, it wouldn't surprise me if we see some of those other carriers follow along. Those tend to be dominoes. So as a result, we do not want to miss this appointment because if you need this coverage, and it's fine if you don't, but if you need this coverage, what we don't want to do is delay and then get a notice, a memo from one of our main carriers that you might qualify for that says, oh, by the way, we're restricting coverage in Washington State for 60 days or 90 days. Um, we don't want to do that. And so uh, we need to make sure we hold this appointment. I'll be there at 4 o'clock. I'll call you from the driveway, and we'll get you taken care of from there. And so as that happened, and as my calendar started filling up, I'm looking down on my dialing sheet. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I've been sitting here three and a half hours. I've booked 19 appointments. And uh, to a point, I had to start taking a Sunday, Sunday night appointment. I started taking Friday appointments, which I generally, you know, try to keep my Friday clear to work on my pendings for the week and all that. And, 
And, uh, you know, I started booking appointments at 8 a.m., uh, 8.30 p.m., which is, you know, usually I'm home by then. And, um, and so the response was yes, 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 yes. And it was part of people welcoming having somebody talking to them, people wanting to get back to normalcy, but also people recognizing their mortality and people are thinking about it. And so I started my week. Sunday night, went out and sat with a guy who has been through multiple more uh, applications for insurance over the years. Uh, every single time went fully underwritten. Every single time was declined. Um, met with him Sunday night. Turns out CFG can qualify him. Not a problem. Had related to do with a pain medication. And he was thrilled, but he said, look, you know, I've needed this for a long time. This virus has put me over the edge. I've got to find a way to get coverage. My appointments yesterday, I had five appointments set. I sat on four of the five, and uh, three of the four would have would clearly needed and wanted the, wanted the product. Uh, the one that said no is somebody that I'm, I know for certain would have said no regardless uh, if, I had, if there had been a virus or not because he got laid off earlier in the day. And, um, and I had language barrier, um, but overall, what I just found was that business was usual as long as I got past the the uncertainty of how are we going to do this. For people that were concerned about somebody coming over, I was just confident. I said, "Not a problem. I'll call you from the driveway. Not an issue whatsoever." You, you know, and you're waving me through the window so we can satisfy the legal requirement that I saw you. And then, uh, and then I'll call you from the driveway, and we'll go from there. Instead of what I was doing before was, well, let's schedule a call. I'll call you from the house. And then, like Russ Chesson has been talking about on the national call last week, was, yeah, he couldn't get people to answer the phone when he called them back from the conference. And Well, people are home. So saying you're calling from the driveway, they're home. You're not going to get at somebody not answering the phone when you show up. And uh, now it's still more of a of a difficult type of an appointment versus sitting face to face. But I found even then uh, going through with people, a lot of presetting expectations of here's how we want to handle this. Now, ordinarily I would be sitting with you at, we'd have some paper out, you get your driver's license out, you have all your medications sitting there. Um, you, you'd be able to see me and decide if you trust me or not. I'd be able to see you and decide if you're even listening. And they'd laugh, you know. And I said, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I said, so, so I said, we need to call awkward, awkward. This is going to be awkward, and that is okay. Um, however, the importance of getting this in place or getting coverage in place is, is a lot less awkward than something happening and you not having the coverage because we didn't take this seriously enough. So I'm going to take this seriously enough to leave my home and come see you if you can – help me pretend that we're sitting at the kitchen table even though I'm in the car. And, and the reality is saying that a couple of people say, I ah, just come on in, you know. And, and so of the appointments I sat yesterday, two ended up being from the car. The others still were face-to-face. And, uh, and I've noticed so far nobody's called me back up to cancel my appointments. Usually by now, if I had booked Wednesday and Thursday appointments as part of my Saturday dialing, I would have already received one or two cancellations of my Wednesdays and Thursday appointments, you know, um, and so far I've received none of that. So here's my feeling on it. People are thinking about their mortality. If they, if they want the product, they're holding the appointment. 
And if I'm confident and professional and I'm just telling them, here's how we're going to handle this, honoring any concern that they have, then there any hesitations go away. Any, um, any doubts that they have this is going to be an easy process go away. And then I'm just dealing with normal issues. A guy loses his job. Look, dude, I understand you can't take out this policy today. You lost your job four hours ago. I agree with you. In fact, we're not going to take out a policy today, all right? Because, because even if we do, you're going to cancel on me in 30 days, and, and nobody wants that. That doesn't do you any good. doesn't do me any good. So let's schedule a follow-up here in 30 days and see if you're back at work, and let's just hope nothing else happens between now and then. And um, he goes, I love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought for certain you were, gonna, you were, you were just going to force me. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You know, we're all in this together. And so I just found that people are more open on the personal side. They're more uh, receptive. Of, if they need it, they're going to put it together. And any no's that I'm getting are, are consistent with no's that I've gotten for the last two years. So that's where things have been. And so my, my text to Bill Martin on Saturday after I got out of the dialing was, you know, I was just virus, virus, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm going to be more assertive and I'm going to respond with the professional skills that I've learned over the last couple of years because people need the coverage. So I'm going to help them get the coverage, especially before any more carriers put out notices that they're going to not cover anybody that has been exposed for 60 to 90 days. So I'm going to, I'm going to use that skill set. And as a result, I walked out of there with 19 appointments and I've got a slammed week and I'm already tired. And that's what Bill was responding <laughs> to. And so, so you know, so what I what I found with with you know that's what I decided on on GroupMe was I, I and I'm not saying that anybody in our group is doing this, but I have noticed if you look at the leaderboards, it's really funny. The certain names that are always at the top of the leaderboards, not only are their names still there, but their numbers are higher than normal. It's Tuesday morning. Brandon Hall has already submitted twenty two thousand. When I started with Equus, that was a standard week for Brandon. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. The chart started Friday at 5 Eastern time. Okay? I'm looking at Ruben Berserto did 11,000. Deanna Cooper's already at 10. You know, and the same names are up there, but their numbers are so much higher than normal. So they're seeing the same thing. And then the other thing is that I'm also noticing a lot of people say, no, I'm going to sit this one out. And that's from fear. And I get that. I kind of sat last week out. I really did. I mean, it just, you know, I'm not saying all these leads, but that stuff to do around the house, it's easy to make excuses. And I'm like, enough of this. Enough of this. I'm not going to do this. And I'm not going to have some little punk Connor Jones come along and have numbers higher than me and show me better how to do this when I've been doing this longer than he has. I don't care that his dad's one of the vice presidents of this company, you know. And, and so that was just, you know, it was a little bit of a punching bag to myself and, and uh, saying, come on, Dave, let's, let's get going. And so what I thought, you know, I would do this week, is like, I'm just going to tell people in real time what I'm doing. Um, you know, I remember back when I was trying to qualify for Punta Cana, uh, I put a uh, that last week I needed I needed to for certain have ten thousand in a week to make sure I qualify. I remember I did an operation ten k, and I just I just real time blogged my week, and and a lot of people called me privately and said, man, that really helped me because you you blog when you got a cancellation, and I get so depressed when I get a cancellation. Like we can't do that. We can't get too excited about the yeses. We can't get too depressed about the noes. In fact, we shouldn't get excited about the yeses. 
we did our job. We shouldn't get depressed about anything else. That's fine. We did our job. And, you know, we get paid to dial. We don't get paid to close appointments. And so if I'm mm-hmm. going to sit on 15 to 20 appointments in a week, I know for certain I'm going to close X amount of business. And if I go over in a week, I know the next week I'll go 100%. So this week has been, I'm just going to blog as you go on, on GroupMe just to encourage people that, hey, we're all in this together. Get out there and get it done because there are people that need help. I don't care about my income as much as I care about I have a responsibility to these people that filled out these forms and need somebody to come out and take care of them. So that's been my philosophy. That's where I'm at. And um, so far, so good. Got three solid days of appointments ahead of me. Uh, one of my cancellations from yesterday moved to an opening today that I had left. And so um, we'll see how it goes. You know, But so far, so good. Sitting just under 5K APV for the week. And... Um, you know, things go well. We should see a, a 10 to 15 week. If things don't go well, I've already had a good week. Well, I hope everybody will take notice on this call and go back and listen to this again. I was, I've got quite a few notes here, and but some of the high points I was still writing when he was covering the next high point, so I do intend to go back and listen to it again. You well, know, we yeah. do get paid to call. And that's just, that, that was golden. And I, just the idea in the very beginning when David said he's been tracking for two years, oh, my goodness, the consistency of that. Um, and I, I just can't even stress enough to the new folks the importance of tracking and keeping track. And I'm going to let, you know, of course, Dick, go back and ask David some questions. But I wanted to throw out to those of you on the call today, and I think this is a record call, David, um, oh, good. <laughs> part of the reason, part of the reason for asking David to be on, was I asked him last night to just project his mindset into the phone, which I think he did a great job of. And then after we said that, Dick and I looked at each other and said, "Well, you know, uh, let's start uh, each week highlighting one of the Equus core values." So I would challenge each of you on this call today, if you know, um, text me which of the core values you think David portrayed today in his call, in what he did, in just the week that he had, and, um, you know, just to hear your take on what he said, how it spoke to you. I thought it was just fabulous. So, um, Dick, you had some things. I did. You know, the posturing, when you made the comment there about the urgency, you know, the challenge, um, what made you think of that? Because most of us, you know, we're trying to stuff down the throat. You might die of this virus, but, man, what a way to present it where it's not confrontational and it really drives home the point that, yeah, things are changing. And, guys, for those of you on the call here, especially if you're new, Stop and think about it. If we had had the pandemic with 100,000 deaths, you know, trust me, the life insurance companies. Now, understand one thing. The life insurance companies, if they'd have had a million deaths, would not have run out of money. They would have been just fine because they are so well-funded. And and the ironical part of it is if we'd have had a million deaths, probably only 100,000 of those would have had insurance that would have impacted the companies because America – uh, probably the world is very underinsured, but what made you think of that urgency quite that way, David? Well, I think it comes out of the idea that a confused client 
is a no client. Um, that was something I heard on it. one of the one of the. That's why I always listen on Fridays because every week I glean something. And one one of the producers at some point said, when a client is confused, they say no. And this is a very confusing time. And I just started feeling like I need to be the professional that walks in the room and tells people exactly how it is. You know, when a brain surgeon comes in and tells you you have a tumor in your brain, they don't dance around it. They say there's a tumor in the brain, period, end of sentence. Okay. Now, here's what we're going to do to fix it. Instead of how would you like to go about fixing it and then not giving them the, the, the options. No, they lead with solution. And so I started noticing with the thing that for, I had two people that I asked, and it's really stupid, but, you know, it just stood out to me that I asked them, do you have a webcam with a laptop? No, I don't. I don't really want to do a teleconference because what they were hearing was, can you technically do this? Can you technically, you know, suddenly I, I made it a computer, uh, you know, uh, call, like I was working for Comcast or something. And that's not what this is. And so well, let's, not, let's mm-hmm. not bring that up. There's no reason to bring it up. I'm the professional. You know, Dick and Connie, you know, everybody you may not know is, you know, Dick and Connie FaceTimed each other a few days and they showed me their new office. In the middle of their new office, they've set up a table where they have the ability to conference call with any of us and do a pretend webinar, a pretend Zoom meeting. And oh, by the way, if you don't know this, Americo has on their sales connection site, they have a web demo version of their site. And you can do an entire e-app remotely as a demo, and you don't have to worry about destroying anybody or giving anybody decline or getting your hit your numbers none of that. You can do a complete run through with them and take all the technical stuff out of it, learning how to do the camera, learning how to set up your account, all that. You don't if, if you're going to do a teleconference, you don't need to do that with a client over the phone. You could have rehearsed that the day before. And so what I felt like is, yeah, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make sure I understand all this. I'm going to make sure I understand. So I did a pretend e app with Americo. I, did a, I, I went through a dummy app with Mutual of Omaha that I didn't submit, uh, and I made sure I understood all the remote signing capabilities. I made, a, I made a little dummy email address that I used as a second email so it would send the remote signing to it. Real simple idea, right? You make a second e- email address that's just like a burner email on Gmail just to, to practice sending an app to somebody. Um, and so then when the question came up again, I wasn't asking people, a confusing question of, do you have a webcam with a laptop? Do you have a camera on your computer? Are you able to log into a tele... Well, I can't believe I was asking that kind of question. How about just, not a problem, I'll be there at four and I'll call you from the driveway. Now, what do I have to do to be prepared for that? Well, I ordered a, a, a for $80, I ordered a little laptop battery thing that gives me a portable charge on the car that I don't have to be plugged in. You know, how many of us are panicked about being on our laptop for too long in the car where it's going to die? Well, I had to take that out of place. So I ordered one of those. So I know that I have six to seven to eight hours of power in my car ready to go, and I don't have to be plugged into anything, number one, if I needed to have that. And then, two, I don't I need to be figuring this stuff out while I'm sitting in, the, sitting in the driveway with people. I needed to be prepared. So making sure I had the proper links done, making sure I know what screens they're going to see if anything pops up. And then... Also being prepared, if there's any glitches at all, then just say, you know what, no worries. Let's just do it this way. We'll do it right here on the phone. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do for me so we can make sure we take care of this in the proper way. We need to pretend I'm sitting there at your kitchen table with you, and here's why. This is way too important, and I need to know that 
your understanding. And a lot of times when I'm sitting across from a family, if they're not understanding, I can read it in their face. I'm not going to know over the phone if you're understanding or not. So I need you to wave your arm and, and, and scream and holler and send up a flare. If, if there's anything that I say that doesn't make sense to you, can you do that for me? Um, and so that's what generated that was simple, being the professional. I'm the one that knows what's going on. They don't. I'm the one that knows how to get this done. They don't. I'm the one that has what they need. And so it's my job to come prepared. And if we're going to walk into a home and get paid $1,000 for 90 minutes of our time, we better have taken the time to get this right. There's no reason we should walk in, quote, unquote, with our pants around our ankles not knowing what we're doing. They need us to be more professional now than ever. If we're not willing to do that, then stay home let somebody else buy the leads. You know, I mean, a good friend of mine, you know, Casey Worthington, a lot of you see his numbers on the leaderboard, and he and I um, tend to uh, be neck and neck week to week on the on the leaderboards, and so we're always texting each other. Whenever one of us is in front of the other one, a lot of times our names will appear right next to each other, and he'll send me a text, come on, Crocker, get to work, you know, <laughs> or if I'm ahead of him, hey, man, you're, what are you, slacking? You know, what's wrong with you? Uh, but one of the one of the things that's been fun with him is is you know he'll call me and he'll say I've just I've I've found that the more professional I am, and the more um, the more more skill set that I bring as far as where the client senses that I know what I'm doing I'm not fooling around I'm not messing around I have a responsibility to these clients they're responding to that but if I'm not willing to do that it's not fair for me to buy a lead and sit on it right now. It is not fair to anybody for me to buy a lead and sit on it for 10 days because I'm afraid. Then don't buy the lead or hand it off to somebody else who will. This is too important. And um, that's where I'm at. Well, you know, uh, a couple of things in closing here that I really want people to understand is you asked the wrong question twice. You didn't ask it 20 times. You know, when you ask the question and realize that didn't work, stop it. You know, just stop it. (laughs) If you've heard that Bob Newhart skit. And uh, because that's so important, we do ask the wrong questions. And, and David, I'm so glad that you pointed that out because you would not believe how many times I get calls from existing agents and new agents. Well, you know, I'm getting – they're telling me the same thing. They're not interested in this. Well, what questions are you asking? And um, they keep asking the wrong questions. That's a real important part. Mm -hmm. is better. Simple Right now, simple is better. Oh, let me, and I hate to interrupt you, Dick, but here's another part of that. A couple of people I've talked to uh, separately from here that said, you know, what, what, I'm just technically I'm afraid of the old crowd not being able to handle it. Then I said, then go to paper. Print, print the apps. Have them sitting in your car with the signature lines already pre-highlighted. Be calling from the driveway. Say, okay, well, here's real simple. We'll put together the 15-year for you, 100000 not a problem. Um, what I'm going to do is I've got some paperwork here that's already completed that already has the signature line done uh, highlighted for you. I'm going to I see you've got a little Ford Fiesta sitting there in the driveway. I'm going to take these papers and I'm going to sit them on the trunk with a rock on top of them, and then I'm going to stand over here by my car and I need you to grab your own pen and walk out and sign all the spots where it says uh, where it's highlighted, and then leave a voided check under a rock under the rock. And then when you walk away, I'll come grab the papers, come back, sit in my car, and I'll finish it up, and then I'll let you know when we're done. Oh, my goodness. I mean, seriously. I just, yeah, how yeah, being I, as simple as – I mean, how hard is that? 
How hard is that? I mean, this, the, the paper apps for CFG are, are ridiculously easy. The accident apps with Moo are ridiculously easy. The, you know, there, there's only a couple of carriers you can't do a paper app with anymore. You know, but just how, how simple is that for the client? They understand it. And, they, and, you, and, and now here's the deal. Okay, it, it can feel awkward, so call it out. Don't pretend it's not awkward. Now, this can feel awkward. It's going to like we're doing a drug deal in an alley. That's not what we're doing. Okay, I, but, but it's important that we need to keep the distance, and that's a concern to you. I'm fine with that. So here's how we're going to do that. And if you'll just laugh along with me, we'll get through in the next five minutes, and then you'll have coverage that you needed. Can we do that? I then hope how you nervous all are, are when I say that I'm going to put the papers under a rock, you know? <laughs> uh, Bring your own rock, guys. <laughs> I Seriously, hope you're yeah, listening. Yeah. 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 I hope you're listening at how casual David is. He makes it sound like he's done this ten times before, and he probably sounded that casual the first time. He's making it normal. Uh, whatever that means now, but uh, I had a question asking if if David is more transactional, and I have to say no, um, because David, you connect with the people so well. Um, you yeah. are a down to business type guy, but not until you have connected with them. Would that be correct? Correct. Yeah. Let me give an example of the guy that I met with yesterday. I called him for, you know, he called me, tried to cancel. Now this is the guy that lost his job. So the real reason he was canceling was he didn't want to tell me he lost his job. That's legitimate, mm -hmm. right? But when he first called was, I, I'm thinking virus, not a problem. I'll call you from the driveway. Well, I pull up. Now I drive a 2003 Toyota Camry and I have 267,000 miles on that car. I am very proud of that car. And I pull up, and he's got an 03 Camry that looks just like mine sitting in the driveway. He answers the door. Hey, John. Or he answers the phone. Hey, John, it's Dave. I'm out front. Before we go any further, you got to tell me how many miles you got on your Camry. Oh, dude, I got 285,000. You know. Oh, man, you got me beat. I'm at 267. I mean, literally, that's how I started the conversation. Where did you get that car? Oh, I bought that back in, you know. And, and, and off we went, uh, talking about people's landscaping in the front yard. Hey, I see your tulips are coming up. Ours started blooming this week. How, how many years have you had those tulips? Uh, oh, the little old lady. Oh, I planted those back in 1994, you know. And, and next thing you know, we're talking about all the things I can see on the front of the house. Because that's all I have. But we're, you know, what can you learn about somebody from the driveway? You can learn definitely. Are they a, are they a meticulous person or are they a slob? Are, you know, what team did they vote? Are, are, are they, do they, uh, you know, do they root for? Who do they vote for president? You know, the stickers on the back of the car that tell you so much about, are they a Star Trek family? Are they a Star Wars family? And there's a lot to talk about that you get that connection. And next thing you know, I'm laughing with people from the car. You know, oh, no, I see you, I see you rooting for the Patriots. Oh, how do you survive out here in Seattle? You know, well, you know, I grew up in Boston. Okay, well, then you're a legitimate Patriot. Oh, yeah, I'm a legitimate Patriot, you know, and off we go. And that can go 10, 15 minutes, you know, before we get to before we get to numbers. So I don't just start vomiting numbers to people right then and there. I'm still going to do as much connection. Obviously, from the driveway, the only missing point is that I don't get to my magic point where they offer me something to drink. Uh, you know, but it was funny of the three appointments I sat face to face yesterday, uh, every single one of them about 20, minutes, 20, 25 minutes in offered me something to drink. And then at that point I knew we had connected and it was time to start talking numbers. 
and uh, and program, you know. So, uh, but no, I'm still going to connect as much as they're going to let me connect. And if somebody pushes back, I learned this from Bill Martin, OG. If somebody pushes back and says, what do you got? I don't have time for all this. That's fine. Not a problem. Let's go through some stuff and go right into it. That's not a problem, you know. But um, if I can connect and talk about those things I see out front being practical, on you know, you know, tell me about that. Hey, I see you guys went to Banff, or I see you took a trip to Yellowstone. You know, there's some sticker on the back of their motorhome, or you know, you just learn so much about people just looking at their house. You must park in the driveway, and that can be invaluable in helping them know you're a normal individual who's there to help them. And then the other thing I like to do in that is I like to talk about my family. So I don't talk about my wife and my girls. I talk about Jenny and Aaron and Olivia. Yeah, Jenny and I have been married 28 years. Not my wife and I have been married 28 years. It's Jenny and I. Uh, you know, yeah, we've got a house in Gig Harbor. We built that in 99. You ever been out to Gig Harbor? Oh, yeah. Love Gig Harbor, you know. Um, our, you know my dog, Tinkerbell. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, I just, I like to, if I can get personal on those things with people, it breaks down those barriers. So if I hear a dog barking in the background, what kind of dog is that? You know, and what's their name? Oh, well, you're going to get a kick. My, my daughter is a Disney nut, and she named her dog. So I have, I have a dog named Tinkerbell, and, and uh, she, she takes good care of me. How, long, how old is your puppy? You know, and off we go. That just that I'm breaks glad. down those barriers and off you go. I'm glad you explained the Tinkerbell part. I was kind of getting worried when I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. People laugh and look at me and they go, what in the world? Um, you know, John Maxwell has a book called Everyone Communicates, Few Connect, and you've heard a, a presentation on exactly what John Maxwell's talking about, different ways of connecting with people. And for those of you that have used me on the phone, uh, you'll hear a lot of that connecting the same way, trying to find something that we have in common so that we can kind of talk about that because that really takes the edge off. It melts the ice, gets the frost off the windshield, so to speak, and it just allows the people to realize that you're a real normal human being, you know, and you're there to help, not to hurt. <clears throat> right, and I just want to thank uh, uh, David and let him know that uh, – you're going to be getting a call from uh, Mr. Bill Martin OG later this week, so just take what you just said and can, and get ready to to redo it, so to speak. Uh, it was <laughs> a great presentation. You had uh, well, really no time to prepare, but as you've heard, David doesn't really need time to prepare because this is his life. This is what he does. It's he. It's just part of him and. Uh, we just really appreciate the team player aspect. And i got to say that besides the attitude part, uh, yes, the attitude was important, but David also showed uh, mental toughness, one of our uh, core values. And, go, you know, listening to this, how mentally tough did he have to be to persevere out in Washington State, which was, you know, as he said, the number one state to lock down first, and and they've been hit really, really hard. Um, The other thing he did was he took ownership, okay? He is the CEO of his business, and that is important when you're in business uh, for yourself. So I just really thank him. Dick, do you have anything to close out with? No, I just a moment here. You know, David's setting the right expectation, guys. I hope you heard that uh, so that 
you know, it is awkward, let's call it what it is, awkward, and then setting the right expectation and keeping it simple. Guys, those things will take you so far. And, again, this, this call is worth going back and listening to. I'm not going to cover any of the information I had for today. Uh, I think, you know, what's been said is more than adequate. Mm -hmm. The thing that I want to encourage everybody with this morning on my uh, – yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 